friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and I'm so glad to have you back here for another episode. Today, we are going to dive into a topic that is timely for our current uh, situation in the world and our lives and also as business owners. So there is so much going on right now um, with all of these COVID-19 stuff and people losing their jobs and having stay-at-home orders um, or being quarantined or whatever is going on in your personal life that a lot of us are finding it a little bit hard to focus or to really utilize that time in the best way to make sure that it does not go wasted and we are able to actually accomplish things during this time. But I want to start out really first, though, by saying that there is not a right and wrong way of dealing with this situation. I think that there is a lot going on in the world, obviously outside of being a business owner. And that's only one aspect of our lives that we have to deal with right now. So I have felt, and I know Um, In my Facebook group, it has been the topic of conversation as well that there's this pressure to be really productive and to make the most of this time and to utilize it to make sure that you're doing everything that you can. And I think that that's fine. And I think that that's a really great way of using your time if you're in the space that you feel like you can. And if you feel like you have the capacity for dealing with the business side of things as well as your own personal issues and the things that are going on in your own life. But I also don't want to add to the noise of sort of the guilt that, you know, if you're sitting and watching TV all day because that's all you can do or you are knee deep in trying to teach your kids from home and deal with the schooling situation and you don't have the capacity to really handle that right now that I don't want to contribute to that noise that tells you that you should be doing more and accomplishing more and being more productive and all of that. I feel like we get so much pressure to do that even on the best of days and it's really unfortunate that it has also increased in this particular situation as well. So I don't want you to take this episode as that. I don't want you to feel like you always have to be doing and producing and you know moving forward. My hope for you is that you find a business that works for you, which is what we talked about in last week's episode. And that includes the times or the seasons of life that aren't necessarily your best or your most productive. But that being said, there are a lot of people who are trying to find some sort of normalcy or some routine or to sort of force themselves to be productive so that they're not stuck in this, you know, groundhog day of never really doing anything. (laughs) Um, And if you're like me, the less that you have to do that day or the less that is on your schedule for that day, the less you actually get done. An example of this that I have seen in my life 
even prior to all of this with the coronavirus, is that it always has seemed to me that no matter how much childcare I had, whether I had three hours of day of preschool or full day daycare, which I have ranged between those um, throughout the times that I've had this business and had kids, um, I always have more work than I have childcare. <laughs> and what that tells me is that when I have less childcare, I make better use of my time. I get more accomplished. And when I have more childcare, I tend to, I don't know if I waste time more or if I just allow things to take longer or what exactly it is. I'm not as productive in the limited amount of time that I have. So when we have these days that kind of stretch out in front of us and we don't have any sort of plan or schedule or anything going on, it can get a little daunting of even just making a list of things you want to get done or to take that first step of being productive and, and working on things that matter. Before we dive into some actual tangible things that I think that I would recommend people work on, I also want to make the point that um, you really have to understand in this season of life and this season of the world right now that you only have control over what you're doing. You don't have control over people reacting to it or the success of what you put out there right now. You can't make people buy your products, but you can show up and be present and work and create and improve your store and have it all ready for when people decide to come back to shopping and online shopping and you know frivolous expenses or when they need a pick-me-up to impulse buy or whatever. But you don't have control over making your sales go up. You only have control over the piece of it that you're working on. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. The things that you do have control over and the things that I would recommend you work on during this slower season um, and sort of this downtime that we are finding ourselves in, uh, like it or not. So the first thing that I would do is to make sure that you're prepared with your supplies. Things are kind of weird right now. Companies are having trouble keeping stock. The shipments are taking longer than normal for a lot of places. I don't know if this is true everywhere. We live in a fairly rural area, but even some of my Amazon Prime shipments have taken like five or six days to arrive. So it's not the same as ordering things in a normal scenario where you can order something and maybe maybe in your area, if you live in a big city, you can get it that day or certainly the next day. And even in smaller towns, you can usually get things within two or three days. It's taking a little bit longer now, and so you really want to be prepared. If you are finding that people are not really buying things, you don't want to overbuy for seasonal items that are maybe not going to hit their peak selling because of what's going on in the rest of the world right now. So for an example of that would be if you sell highly uh, targeted or really seasonal Easter decor, this is probably not going to be your best Easter ever. Now it could be if your sales, if you are finding that your sales haven't really decreased, and I have had some people in my programs that have told me that this has been their best month of selling yet. So that can be, you know, varied depending on what you're selling and what you're doing and what you're comparing it to. 
But I think across the board, probably retail sales are gonna be down for the upcoming holidays. I would even extend this to Mother's Day, although I think mothers deserve a humongous pat on the back this year for all that we have adjusted to and dealt with and adapted to in the midst of all of this. You know, a lot of people are really tightening up their budget and that frivolous spending is the first thing that's going to be cut. So um, if you are in an industry where you sell something that is not a necessity, it is totally just a an extra um, or, you know, something that people buy as gifts or whatever, then make sure that you are prepared with those supplies, but don't overbuy things that you can't sell later. If, for example, you do sell something like Mother's Day, let's say you sell Mother's Day jewelry, but that same jewelry could be sold for, you know, bridesmaids in weddings or Christmas gifts or whatever, then you're not in as uh, shaky of a situation. I'm talking about more things that are really seasonal just to that season or that holiday that can't really be sold later. I can't think of one that's true in my shop for Easter, but I will tell you that I have had in the past some little baby sleeper things, um, like onesie footy jammies, that are Halloween themed. So they're black and orange striped. Those, while I guess you could put your kid in orange and black stripe other times of the year, for the most part, they only sell at Halloween. So something like that, I would not buy an overabundance of stock right now because I think it's going to be really difficult to anticipate the sales for an item like that. Obviously not Halloween, but if you had an equivalent item that was for Easter or Mother's Day or whatever, um, I don't think that you're going to be able to necessarily base it off of past sales to be able to anticipate what you should be selling this year for that holiday. The other part of this is that if you order from overseas, if you have supplies that are coming from overseas, particularly China, those shipments in my experience and from what I have seen with my supplier are still delayed. While they seem to be back at work or what they are reporting is that they're back at work and the factories are back in production, it is um, happening much slower than it has in the past before all of this started. So in the past, if I place an order for my overseas supplier, I can usually get things in stock in about a week to 10 days. These days, it's a week to 10 days and the things haven't even shipped yet. And then it's going to take another who knows how long, <laughs> probably at least two weeks to get here. So you really want to make sure that you're thinking and planning ahead and using this time to anticipate the demands that are upcoming so that you're not scrambling at the last minute. The next thing I want you to do is to really take some time to plan out where you want to go and what you want your business to look like. And we did talk about this in the last episode about bu building a business that works for you, but I want to do it even more specifically about the path that your business is going to take to grow to the next level. In this time, if you have the bandwidth and the actual time to be working on your shop, you don't want to be working on haphazard things that are just pieced together, but they don't really have any sort of a path. Because what's going to end up happening is that you don't really accomplish anything. You either don't finish the task all the way, or you'll get halfway done with something and then you kind of decide to change course or you, you change your mind 
or you get distracted and it doesn't really end up happening. So I think that right now is a really great time to, to take that time and really think through a plan of what you want the next, not only month or two months, but maybe six months or a year. What do you want them to look like? Where do you want to be at this time next year? Do you have things that you have procrastinated working on or you haven't done because you just can't wrap your head around exactly what you need to be doing to make that move? Take this time to plot that out. What is step one, step two, step three? What do you need to be doing to move in that direction? It is so important as a business owner to have a path that you're following. And this is one of the biggest things that I stress in my program and that I really work with people in the programs that I have to follow because there are so many times that people want to open an Etsy shop, but then they jump around with the things that they're working on and they never really see any traction. They'll open their shop and then they start promoting on Instagram and then they add some random products that don't have anything to do with the other products. And then they'll read a blog post about how you're supposed to have an email list and they'll go way down this rabbit hole of trying to build an email list. And then that doesn't really take off because they haven't put these foundational pieces in order before they've worked on these other higher level marketing things that you may or may not even end up needing. My guess is, um, like for example, an email list is probably not even something that you're going to end up needing once you build the correct foundation for your shop. So I really want you to think about what that plan looks like for you in your business and where you want it to go and what your end result, even though there's not really ever like this end point of where you get into your business, but what would that success look like for you? What would having a successful shop and a successful business and the balance between a successful shop and your life look like for you? And then work backwards and work on the next step and the next step and the next step that needs to happen to make that a reality. The next thing that I would say, and this is my biggest piece of advice for you in this time of flux, is that we are in a season of waiting right now. We're waiting for this pandemic to pass. We're waiting for things to feel normal again and to go back to our normal lives. And we're not really sure exactly how long that's going to take. We are waiting just to be able to leave our houses on a regular basis. And usually time is the factor that we are most limited on. Time is the thing that we have in the shortest supply. But it feels like for a lot of people, The opposite is true right now, and we have nothing but time, too much time sometimes. Um, This is a a unique struggle because, you know, in this day and age, we are running and scrambling and busy, busy, busy. And so to all of a sudden have this really dramatic slowdown in our lives and in what we're able to do um, just in terms of going places um, is a really big change. But my advice in that would be to take this time to really improve your shop and to work on the back-end business part of your shop 
that can really pay off over and over and over and over again for years and years to come. The biggest thing that I would recommend for you during this time is to work on your SEO. If you have an Etsy shop that is not getting the kind of views and visits and mostly sales that you're wanting it to get, I can almost guarantee you that it is a problem with your SEO. After looking at hundreds and hundreds of students and potential students' shops, this is the number one thing that people really struggle with and really have trouble optimizing in order to take advantage of it. And um, it is actually also my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> so that works well. But um, I love working on SEO and I am so, so passionate about SEO because it will get you the best bang for your buck. You can spend years and years and years trying to build an email list or build a blog that people actually read or care about or build an Instagram following or whatever and never see the kind of payoff that you can get with just a few months of working on your SEO. So it is the foundational piece of your shop that a lot of people are missing. But the thing about SEO is that it takes time to work. It takes time to work even in the best of situations. So not only does it take time for the system to actually, you know, see your products and have people searching for them and stuff. But it also takes time for you to understand what it looks like, what good quality SEO, how it's written, how it's structured, how people find those keywords that they're using that actually are, you know, people are searching for and buying from. And it's just not an overnight system. Since we have time right now and sales are slower than normal for a lot of industries, it's a really great time to invest in that education about SEO because it takes this time to implement anyway. So that would be my biggest recommendation of things for you to work on that will pay off so much in the future and that you will for sure see the best return on. Hey guys, I just want to jump on here really quick and tell you that I have a brand new checklist all about SEO. If SEO is something that you are struggling with, like so many Etsy sellers, hop on over to laurenkeplinger.com forward slash checklist and download that Etsy SEO checklist. All right, back to the episode. Next up, I want you to analyze what is and isn't working in your shop. Maybe not the last like 30 days of your shop since those stats are going to be kind of skewed because of everything that's going on and because of the drop in retail sales across the board. But what has worked in the past for your shop? What are people searching for when they're coming into your shop? The products that are selling well, how are people finding them? Look at the ways that your buyers or your potential buyers have come into your shop. Are you driving most of the traffic or is Etsy driving most of the traffic? If you are hustling and bustling for every single sale, get to work optimizing those listings with your SEO. You don't want to be forever stuck in this grind of constantly promoting things and having all of it depend on you and your promotion and being in front of the promotions so that when you have these seasons that you are more busy or you're not in the headspace of selling, your sales fall off because you're not doing those promotions. 
And what happens if all of a sudden your shop actually does get really busy and your sales take off and you don't have time to constantly be doing all of these crazy promotion things like contests and email lists and blogging and all this ridiculous stuff that you never really needed to be doing anyway. By driving all of that traffic on your own through your social media and whatever else you're doing, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to be in front of those sales all the time. So you want to have a passive system of driving traffic, and that is SEO. By looking at your analytics in your shop, you can see how on track you are for that to be happening. Is the traffic coming in through the Etsy system or is it coming in through you? And even more so with those analytics, you wanna know what people are looking for. If they are, for example, coming into your shop for one certain product that you sell over and over and over again, or one product that people buy, but they're not actually buying it for the occasion that you're marketing it for, then look at that and see how can you pivot this or how can you change this to meet the demand of what people are telling you that they want and they're showing you that they want by coming into your shop, by purchasing your items, or even just clicking on your items to look at them even if they're not actually purchasing it. They're telling you how they're shopping and what they're shopping for. So try to optimize your listings then to meet that demand that's already there. Lastly, take some time to create a new product. When you figure out what people are looking for in your shop, how they're finding you, what kind of products are your best sellers, look at how you can expand on those. Normally, I don't really encourage people to expand their market or to create new products because most of the time, low sales are not a result of not having enough product or not having something that's unrelated to what you already have, this new collection or whatever. Most of the time, low sales are due to the fact that you just don't have enough eyes on your product. Your SEO is not driving enough traffic to your shop to get people to buy. However, if you have sort of like this mid-level of sales where you say, I mean, I'm selling some stuff, but it's just not really at the level that I want, look at what people are buying from your shop and think about how you can increase the average order value from that same customer by offering maybe something that's complementary to what you already offer. Can you make a new color? Can you make a new variation? Can you make a different size of the same item? Can you create something that goes along with that that could make a gift set and it would increase that average order value? Let's say you originally offer a set that's $20 and you can add a larger piece to that set and all of a sudden it becomes a $40 set instead. Is there a way that you can add something that still is cohesive? You don't wanna just be going off on this tangent like I have an entire shop full of earrings and all of a sudden I'm gonna start making dog bowls. You want to make sure that it goes with the product that you're already selling and the dream customer that you're appealing to and that you're already targeting, but could maybe give that person options for a higher price point or alternatively a lower price point if you have a lot of high priced items. Again, I don't wanna encourage you to come up with a totally new and unrelated product line. That's not going to be productive for you. It's going to be one of those things that gets you way off track and leads you down this path that's really not gonna end up getting you where you want to be. 
You want to dive deeper into what is already working and expand on what is already working to increase your sales in your shop and your overall revenue from your shop. And remember, always focus on your SEO. If you're spending time promoting your products or you're spending money on promoted listings, but you don't have your SEO optimized, you're wasting your efforts. Last year, I had over 85,000 visits to my Etsy page. I never would have been able to drive that kind of traffic on my own. And frankly, if I was doing all the work to drive that kind of traffic, then I might as well have my own website to sell on anyway. The number one benefit to being an Etsy seller and selling on the Etsy platform and playing by the rules and the things that they sort of set out for us and force our hand with in some ways is that they also provide this built-in traffic for you. And if you're not taking advantage of that built-in traffic, then you're wasting a huge opportunity and you're putting a huge amount of effort into it that's just unnecessary. Hopefully this episode was helpful to you in this time of uncertainty and flux. Whether you feel like you're stuck at home with nothing but time or you're trying to run a business in the middle of also teaching your kids and having some sort of normal home life, maximizing your efficiency and getting the biggest bang for your buck in the time that you spend on your shop is key. And that is going to be through really optimizing your store, figuring out what is working for you, diving in deeper to that and making sure that that Etsy search engine is driving that traffic to your products so that you don't have to be the one doing it. I will see you next week for next week's episode. Bye for now.